Welcome to Local Matters. We are talking education matters today, and we have two special guests from Putnam County Schools with us. First, Sam Brooks, the future ready supervisor for the Putnam County system, and Jackie Vester from EPSO. And Jackie, we're going to talk about what EPSO means as we get into this, because it's a really important initiative for for all of our students. But why don't both of you tell our listeners just a little bit about you and about what you do? And Jackie, we'll start with you. Thank you. So I am, as you said, the EPSO specialist for Putnam County Schools, and EPSO stands for Early Post-Secondary Opportunities. So I help our students who are looking to take kind of an early step from high school into more rigorous work uh, at the college level, maybe through dual enrollment, or at the job level through industry certifications, or even that includes our AP and IB programs where those students are sitting in a high school classroom but taking advantage of some higher level coursework. That's a pretty good description of some of the things <laughs> we want to talk about. That's good. And Sam? She has uh, done an extremely good job of, of figuring that out over time with EPSOs. And it, and it is something that's on people's minds, no doubt, and, and more so these days. But, um, yeah, I'm the future ready supervisor. So all of the stuff that Jackie just talked about, we work with that, uh, over the future ready office. And I think most folks would know, you know, previously it was everything we did was under the vital umbrella mm-hmm. and uh everything has grown so much uh dr bell that we've had to kind of create a new umbrella because there's so many uh aspects of what we do now and so that became future ready and and i know last time i was on we talked about this and this really sticks out in my mind when i talk about this is when in the past when you talk to kids about college or career ready that's what they've heard college or career yes and so yes. when we changed our 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 name really to the future ready program uh and kids hear that they they think okay what is best for me for what i want to do instead of segmenting them to either college or career, or career. Yeah. and so that that's been a good change for us and and the umbrella continues to grow uh every year uh covid kind of helped that a little bit but uh we, we're excited about what we do uh I've got a job that I love coming to work to every day, and and that's just awesome to have. It, it those are the best kind of jobs in the world, aren't they? No doubt. Well, and and we just want to talk about future ready from a, a whole wide range of of opportunities, from advanced placement to uh, uh, dual enrollment, and and to one of the new things that you announced uh, fairly recently, and you actually tied it at least in in. Uh, in the minds of a lot of people, you tied it to sports, which is not too surprising for right. you. Right. Uh, you might talk a little bit about your sports background before you get in. Before we get into your new esports program. Well, Doc, I tell you, if it if it wasn't for sports, and I, I tell people this all the time, I, I I don't know where I would be. Sports was the vehicle for me to get into college, and, and you know, uh, I look back and saying talking about that now, I was. 5'9", 135 pounds coming out of high school. It wasn't very big. Um, luckily, I could run a little bit, and, and uh, you know, that got me some opportunities. Uh, all the scholarship offers I had were with OVC schools, and I had grown up on the campus of Tennessee Tech. My mom worked there for 30 years in food services, and um, I was real familiar with the campus and the program and Coach Jim Raglan, and he had just taken over. And, and so, luckily, 
enough for me, a, a 135 pound, five foot nine kid from Cookville got an opportunity to play college football. And, you know, as I was going through college, I, you know, reflecting on my high school career, the, the folks who made the most difference in my life in high school and then on into college were my teachers, not necessarily always my coaches, but my teachers, you know, that helped me along the way. And I think it's safe to say, and they would probably tell you, I was not the greatest student in the world. Um, I got by and I did what I needed to do. And I guess I spent a lot of my time focusing on my athletic side because I was undersized and, and was always told you can't do this and you can't do that. But back to your question, it, if I didn't get that opportunity, I'm sure I probably would have landed in something else and it, and it would have been fine. But this has been a great uh, career for me and, and one that's led from one thing to another. And I coached for 16 years, so there's my coaching background. And, and then how that coincides with what we're doing here in the eSports program, it kind of fit, you know, with, with what we yep. wanted the kids to hear and, and their involvement and in, in actually treating it much like another sport. And in many ways, uh, we want to talk about esports, but let, we'll talk a bit more about athletics too. Athletics is a gateway for a lot of kids who might not otherwise get into college, and because of the pressures, uh, both NCAA and and others, that say, "Hey, if you're going to play for us, you're going to be a member of a team, but you're also going to go to class, and you're going to study, and you're going to make good grades." At Tennessee Tech, the football team's got a better grade average than the rest of the student body. And that's a talented student body at Tennessee Tech. Well, when I came in, I understood very quickly from Coach Ragland that we were going to go to class. That was not going to be a question. Uh, and, and he made sure of that. And a lot of times you would see him walk by our rooms and checking to see that we're in yeah. class. And, and so we understood that uh, pretty quickly. And, and I did realize doc that when i came into college especially at a place like tennessee tech i, I was going to have to toe the line and, and it's not tennessee tech is a, a really good school as everybody in this area and all, around the nation knows and i knew i wasn't going to be able to uh you know push myself around the way i did in high school and you know not be really uh assertive with my learning and working with my teachers and you know i, I really had some ground to make up from what I didn't do in high school. So I had to work extra hard just to survive. Um, never really had any problems, you know, in college there. I think maybe I might've made a D in one of my classes at, at some point in time. And I did in more than one of yeah. my classes. Well, yours are probably just a little different than mine, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, had, a, had a great experience. And, and, but athletics was the vehicle to motivate me to want to do that. And, and for a kid that's a sophomore, you know, playing ball at Cooble high school, um, I did not even have the thought process that I would be able to play college football. And, and it just kind of popped up the end of my junior year. And, uh, and kind of one thing led to another and uh, ended up going to Tennessee Tech. And I, I couldn't have writ the script any better uh, than, than what happened along the way for me. So, and then what I've gotten in return from it. And, you know, one thing, Doc, and I, I talked to the football team earlier this year and I told them out on the field, um, most of the time when you're a college athlete, when you before you get to that point it's all about you you know and you yes. see these kids yeah. picking the hat and what school they're going to and all that and it's a big deal but once you get started at the college you're a small fish in a huge pond again and you have to go back through the whole process again and that, that was a great process for me it put me on equal playing ground with everybody else even though i was five nine 135 and it just led to a, a lot of great opportunities for me that you know and now as i look back to it 
I owe Tennessee Tech. At the time I was in school, I was kind of thinking Tennessee Tech owed me this, they owed me that because I'm playing football for them. And as soon as you get out, you realize how lucky you are to get that degree and how much that degree is going to mean to you down the road. And athletics was a vehicle for me to get that. Well, I'm glad you said that. I have a pledge card here in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know you already support Tennessee Tech and and that new football operations center. You've been a part of that. So we may talk a little bit more about that. But, you know, Tech just, it, it launches careers and, and um, athletics launches careers in a lot of ways, too. It, it did yours. It did the commander of the International Space Station. Butch Wilmore played football exactly. on that same team, different year, but yeah. same team that uh, that you played on and and got a, an electrical and computer engineering degree while he was at it and and uh, is now at NASA and doing doing really well. But Incredible. <laughs> served as commander of the space station just a couple of years ago. So football players can go on to do great things. I they agree. Can. Jackie, <laughs> let's talk about your background a little bit, too. Okay. Well, I also am an alumni of Tennessee Tech. So I went through the School of Agriculture mm-hmm. and I have my degree in uh, agribusiness. How about that? Yes. And so that's a little far away from teaching. But, <laughs> I, you know, as my path took me, I went back and got my teaching license. And then I had the opportunity to come back to my high school where I was in FFA and where I was in the ag classroom and be an advisor there. And, and, you know, that's where I started with Putnam County schools. And, you know, FFA and um, 4-H and programs like that, they're extracurricular in some ways, but in other ways, their curriculum is in their studies are embedded in the curriculum, too. Yes, it's a big part of the classroom, the FFA or what we call CTSOs. Uh, so they're a huge part of our classroom and our students. It's It allows them to take what they've learned in the classroom and put it into action yeah. and put it into practice. And so that's a big piece of the puzzle. And just the same with sports. You know, our students, because that's one of their extracurriculars, they're able to get scholarship opportunities. And it, it being a member of the FFA is going to take them far. And and they're a team member just like on a, on a football team. Yes. FFA has that bond, too. And it goes all across the nation and all across the world in a lot of ways. Yeah, it does. In fact, um, our Cookville FFA in Monterey and uh, Upperman, they're getting ready to go to Indianapolis to National Convention here in about six, seven days. They'll be headed that way, and they'll meet up with 50,000 FFA members from across the country and, and start networking, start that networking piece early. And I know, and we may get a chance to talk a little bit more about this in, in after the break, but uh, folks there go on to great things. Congressman John, John Rose, a big FFA fan, uh, while he was in high school, while he was in agriculture at Tennessee Tech, and then throughout his life, he's never left FFA. No, he's always right there. He still will probably see him at the Tennessee breakfast when we go to National Convention. He'll be right there with us. And so. he married one of the national vice presidents yes. of that <laughs> yes. Chelsea. Yes. Well, we're getting a little far afield from uh, uh, 
some of the topics we want to talk about, but we're also right on track. We're going to take a quick break and then come back and talk more about jobs for the future and the esports program and maybe back to FFA and, and sports a little bit more. This is Local Matters. We'll take a quick break. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking education matters today with Jackie Vester and Sam Brooks from Putnam County Schools. And Sam, we we talked quite a bit about sports and and Jackie also about FFA, but let's go back and talk about an esports program that you have just announced. It there would have been a time in my life when I would have been amazed that either high schools or universities we're playing esports today. There are a lot of schools doing it. So, talk about your esports program. Yeah, you know, it, it's something, Doc. We've been uh, thinking about for three or four years now, and, and uh, the what really made us pull the trigger was, and, and you just said it, the the interest that they're garnering in college now with the esports programs is is phenomenal, incredible, uh, and we paralleled that to other sports, and. Uh, you know, they're starting to offer scholarships and, and school money uh, to some of these students that are involved in esports. And quite honestly, everybody is not meant to play sports, you know, uh, but everybody is meant to be involved with a group and a team and, and be involved in the opportunities that that presents itself, learning about uh, good foundational models of being a leader. And, and so, we just felt like there's a population of students around Putnam County and really in any county um, that this would be a nice fit for them. And esports uh, is the program is built around the same expectation that there are practice times, there are uh, signups, there's parent involvement, there's uh, meets, if you will, competitions. And so, you know, we like other schools that are getting into this, we wanted to treat it kind of like a sports team. We have to start at a club level, and because we have the Future Ready program, uh, that gives us the ability, just like the classes that we offer district-wide, that gives us the ability to pull students from different schools uh, around Putnam County. And, and uh, So we, we went ahead and talked with Mr. King early last year, our director of schools, who's been very supportive of everything we do uh, in the Future Ready and the Vital program in the Vital School. And uh, he said, yeah, I think, you know, if we can if we can find funds to be able to do it, let's go for it. And so that's all we needed to hear. And, and uh, at the core of it for us as as a school and a, a program for students in Putnam County, that STEM focus area was very important for the vital school and for our program um, to help us uh, give students the opportunities for electives, uh, create uh, 
classes that they need, electives mainly, um, to graduate high school and, and then, you know, lead them on into college, whatever their choice is. And a lot of uh, areas within STEM, you know, promote are really promoted by use of technology. So when you talk about cybersecurity and esports and some of the jobs that come along with both of those, um, those are jobs that are very popular right now and uh, very in need. And very high paying. And very high paying. Even starting uh, salary for those jobs is very high paying. You know, on the heels of the success of the cybersecurity club out at Cooper High School that really started at Avery Trace Middle School um, with Bo DeBorg, who's now a vital uh, employee, he got those kids interested in that, and then they flowed right into Cooper High School and continued the program, and, and now they're nationally ranked. They have been for the last three years. We had those students on this program here last spring, and uh, boy, were they excited about what they'd done. And we, we saw that, and we thought, well, you know what, there's got to be other folks out there across our district that are just excited about East as they are cybersecurity. So we went ahead and started a, a, a vital cybersecurity club that was open to uh, m- middle school age. Mm-hmm. That was open to different students across the, the district in Putnam County. And then on the heels of that, this year, we started that eSports club that we posted uh, the uh, entry link to that uh, about three or four weeks ago. And then they will have their first practice here on Thursday of this week. So very exciting times. And we, we know it's something that's going to grow. And we know that we're going to start with this holistic approach through Future Ready. And then I think what's going to happen after that is individual schools will get interested and they'll want their own team. And so hopefully we can grow that and and just create that interest for those folks who may not be as uh, well suited for sports, but uh, they want to be involved in the team atmosphere. And, And, And there is no question over time that NCAA and other licensing and other regulatory agencies are going to get more and more interested in it. There are colleges now that have leagues in esports, and as you said, there are a lot of club programs too. So let's talk for a moment about, and and you've mentioned Vital. We know what Vital is, but some of our listeners may not. The first word in that Vital is virtual, and esports is a virtual. It sort of fit the pandemic really well, did it? Because it's virtual. Talk about Vital and the virtual concept. Yeah, Vital is a great name, and I I can't take credit for that. Dr. Sharon Anderson was had my job first years ago, and we started this program back in 2010. And uh, her and Jerry Boyd were were sitting around a table trying to figure out what the name of it was going to be, and they couldn't figure anything out. And and so they went home and and thought, well, we'll think about it overnight, and and got back together the next day. And Dr. Anderson came up with uh, Vital. Uh, and it, it stands for virtual instruction to accentuate learning. And uh, as we tagged it that, we were one of the very first in the state of Tennessee to take a look at online uh, options for students uh, around their district, not at a certain school, but our whole district. And so we started out as a program opportunity for courses across the district. And it, it's just grown tremendously, you know, from the inception date. And we became an actual school with a school ID number back in 2012 when the state of Tennessee started allowing virtual schools. And then, you know, all the way up till last year and the onset of COVID, there, I think we had a, a total of about 13 virtual schools in the state of Tennessee. And as I look before we come over here, there's 73 Yes. Um, in yep. the last two years. Putnam County led the way across the state in virtual stuff for for a lot of folks. You were benchmarked by a lot of different schools as they got into pandemic and realized they had to go virtual. Yeah. And, it, you know, as, as popular as Vital was when we hit the pandemic, you know, we over at our office, you know, we got 
great folks at our office. Lance Keys, one of them, and uh, Adam West, and you know they they know underneath the hood of a computer, <laughs> and they you know they can take one apart and put it back together. So we're we're lucky to have them. And of course, Jackie is at the office too. And you know our our first thought process there was, hey, let's any kid that wants to be virtual, let's just put them in the vital program. And so we started to think about that with uh, Corby King and Tim Martin. And uh, as soon as we kind of presented that to the principals, they started saying, well, wait a minute now. Those those are our <laughs> students. And, you know, and, and I completely get that. So we had to we had to really think about that. And Mr. King, you know, he's r- really great at uh, getting the interests of the principals and assistant principals and the teachers and, and making sure that they're involved in any decision that's made. And, and making so, a win-win out. Yeah, and yeah. we slowed it down a little bit. And, you know, one thing that we didn't want to do is have a teacher that was responsible for a virtual kid and a physical kid sitting in their class at the same time. So we got away from that real quick. That really didn't happen a whole lot in Putnam County. And so we created uh, vital teachers at their at the schools, which we really didn't call them vital teachers. And we just provided support for them, you know, at their school and, and uh, created an opportunity where they're either physical in class with a teacher or they're online with a virtual teacher. And that seemed to work out through the two years. That seemed to work out really good in elementary and really good in middle school. Um, high school, it, you know, I'm just going to say this, you know, the Department of Education came out and said, you know, at the end of that spring, as long as your grade is good, you're okay. Well, when they said that, that kind of limited the amount of work right. that a lot of kids were going to turn yes. in. And I, I know they were doing it for the right reasons. I'm not being critical at all. Um, they were doing it for the right reasons, but the students heard something different. Yes. Yes. And, and that also started to create some gaps in learning, you know, for kids in 9 through 12. We weren't, uh, you know, as behind in elementary especially or middle school. But I, I think if had we had the opportunity to have a little knowledge, we might have treated it a little bit different in high school. And I think we'll all go back and look at the pandemic and say we learned a lot and there are some things we would do differently. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back talk a little bit more about club sports and maybe about some industry certifications and some other exciting parts of getting ready for jobs for the future. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Jackie Vester and Sam Brooks from Putnam County Schools, and we're talking about jobs of the future, future ready, all kind of exciting things, including some sports programs that are clearly aimed at jobs for the future. Uh, Sam, we were talking about the the eSports program, and you mentioned that it's going to start as a club sport. Tell everyone the diff- how TSSAA views sanctioned sports and then club sports. Yeah, you've you got certain sports that are already sanctioned in the state of Tennessee. And if, if anyone, I guess cross-country would, uh, would probably be a good uh, example of that and a couple other sports that have come up of late um you have to go through the club sport process to gain interest um uh, the TSAA can't just support a new sport just out of thin air so if, it, if it's something that needs to be supported and you know you've got insurance you've got all of the things that go into uh, backing a sports program and, and then giving the school time enough to be able to develop the team the program the coaches uh, supplement those people if need be so there's a lot involved in in creating a new sport so that's why the club opportunity is there you can see the what the interest of the community is um, and create that club opportunity and work with other and compete with other schools that are in that same phase uh, and then roll that into a possibility of being a true sport honored by the TSAA at some point. 
And I would just bet you in 10 years or 20 years, TSSAA is going to have just as rich a venue in uh, in esports as they do in the other sports because I think this thing will really explode. There's so many different possibilities with it. There he is. And, you know, a lot of people think it's just kids on, on a game console and you know, there, there, there's a lot of things that they learn from that leadership skills, you know, being a part of a team, uh, to be able to cu- communicate with other kids. And, and being part of a team that is virtual. Yeah. Uh, and that's really where the workplace is today. Those are workplace-related skills. Uh, Doc, I'm going to tell you, I, I got the opportunity to work with Firestone and train them on some Google training here this last summer. And, you know, I went into the office, and there's supposed to be 300 workers in there, and there was about 12. Uh, yes. And, and I was asking why. They're all working from home. Yeah. So it, it's, right. the workplace has definitely changed. I chaired a team in the Indian Ocean one year for a, a national quality award for a, a country called Mauritius. We had a three-day site visit planned, and I met my team members for the first time about an hour before we went on site. I'd worked with them for a year. But they were in South Africa and India and Mauritius, England. We had never seen each other. And all of a sudden, we got to show up and be (laughs) be this really big investigatory team. Today's workplace is more and more that way. There's no doubt. And virtual club sports are going to be a way to train our kids to be ready for that virtual business environment. Well, Jackie, you're, you're also announcing some new things, creating some new things uh, that deal with certification. Personal finance is one. So let's talk about some of the certifications that students still in high school that are going to make them career ready, going to make them ready for those jobs of the future. Yes, because, you know, as we've talked about, more and more students are walking out of high school and walking into a career, you know, and they can make just as solid of a living in certain areas as they can if they get a four-year degree uh, because they're in such high demand. And so we as a school system have to make sure we're preparing them for those careers. And so we're taking a look at uh, what we call industry certifications or industry credentials. And they're actually a big piece of the puzzle of the state uh, initiative with future ready grads. With that, they're wanting students to have four, what we call EPSOs, early post-secondary opportunities, four of those experiences because they want students to know some additional rigor outside and and test the waters and see what matches them best. And with that, um, industry certs actually count as two of the four EPSOs. So I guess you could kind of call it a perfect storm, so to speak. You know, I brought my CTE, my career technical education background with ag and working with EPSOs and then also learning more about, you know, what we were doing with our vital courses and our asynchronous personal finance course. And I took a look and I thought, you know, we could put an industry certification into this class. And then not just CTE students are taking an industry cert, but now all Putnam County students are having the opportunity to prepare for an industry credential. So I kind of pitched the idea to, to Sam 
told him, you know, I thought that this would help us align our personal finance class to industry standards, help our students be more prepared for the workforce, and and he agreed. And so we're working with our partners at ICEV. We built, myself and then Adam West, who Sam mentioned, he probably did, you know, like 95% of the work, <laughs> and I had the great idea, so that's, that's, that's what's that's important. That's where it all to work. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, he says, I always have all these good ideas, and they mean a lot of work for him, so... <laughs> But we built this personal finance class to prepare students now for that industry credential. And with that, we piloted it last year with some of our students um, in special populations, and they were highly successful. And so with that, we were able to roll it out to all students this year. And as of right now, every student that's taking taken it so far has passed it. Wow. Good. Yes. That's a, that's what you want to see is those really good pass rates. Yes, yes. And well, you know, the students then they're able to carry that with them. They're able to put it on a resume. They're able to show it to employers. And it just puts them a step above someone they're competing with. It, it really does. And uh, we were talking on an earlier program with uh, Tom Payne, the dean of the business school at Tennessee Tech. And we were talking about stackable credentials that starting in middle school and in high school, students are really getting some training that they can stack on to things at work. They can also stack it on to other certifications they get in college or in a college of applied technology. Uh, they can stack it on top of a degree. Well, tell our listeners a little bit about what um, what a student studies in personal finance? What What's in that that's required? Okay, so in personal finance, we're going to look at budgeting. Of course, budgeting is uh, essential. So they're looking at personal budgeting, really, but those concepts, of course, can be carried on to business. And when we went recently to a credential conference with ICEB, and there they talked about that businesses were saying that students that had that personal finance industry certification, even if it wasn't directly that they were going into something finance related or business related, that employees that aren't worried about home finances are better Better performing at work. Yes, Yes. because they don't have that outside stressor. So just knowing that they know how to to do those things. It also takes a look at buying a home, mortgages, credit card debt, how to manage credit card debt, how to apply. We also have a segment on education and how to finance education. So it takes a look at if you're going to college, you know, the FAFSA and scholarships and and what pieces of the puzzle uh, those play. Students actually have to do some math with it. They have to determine um, interest and compound interest and, wow. and be yeah. able to really work, some of, those, yes, work yeah. some of those problems. And then they take a hundred question test at the end to show that they have strength in all of these areas to earn that credential. That's great. And and you mentioned that EPSOs or post-secondary opportunities taken in high school are, um, there's a wide range. Talk about some of the other things that students 
can do. Yes, we have a variety in Putnam County. Uh, so, of course, industry credentials, we've talked about those. Then we have our extensive dual enrollment program. So students can take advantage of enrolling with TCAT, enrolling with Ball State Community College, and enrolling with Tennessee Tech. And so that allows them to start getting some of that coursework under their belt. It also allow, allows students, since we have the dual enrollment grant, to explore which option might be best for them. You know, they may... They They may take a TCAT class and realize that is right for them over the class at, you know, the two or four year and vice versa. They may think they're going to go to TCAT and then they take a class at the two year or four year and realize, hey, I can really do this. This is this is the direction that I want to go. So we're fortunate with that dual enrollment grant and students getting to take five classes for free that they can explore that. We also have uh, our AP program, which we don't only have brick and mortar, but now we have through AP Access for All where students can take advantage of online AP classes that we don't offer in Putnam County. So, you know, maybe especially like in Monterey, if there aren't enough students that want to take that class to warrant having a full class section, they can take it online through this program. That's one of the beauties of online virtual programming. Yes, yes. It gives a little bit more flexibility, especially if it's more of what we'd consider a special interest to a student. And so they can take advantage of that. Uh, We, of course, have our IB program with our international baccalaureate, and they can either take those a la carte, so to speak, or they can get the diploma. Um, And then we have what we call statewide dual credit. This allows students to actually sit in a high school classroom with their high school teacher, but to take the class at at a higher rigor level. Then at the end, very similar to the industry certification, they take a test. If they're successful on the test, then they bank that college credit for any of our Tennessee public colleges or universities. And if they don't, it's not that, you know, that doesn't hurt them in any way if they don't pass that test, but they've had that increased rigor. So when they do get to that class again, you know, say they took U.S. history. They've already got a leg up. They've got a leg up. They're they're ahead of their peers because they've experienced that material already and they're they feel more comfortable in the classroom. And then with Tennessee Tech, we have a local dual credit right now in lifetime wellness. And so with that, we're working and they can get an exercise science that they bank with Tennessee Tech and they can have it once they join or once they enroll at Tennessee Tech. Well, you guys are doing exciting work (laughs) and we've barely scratched the surface. Uh, But I hope the students that are listening and that are in these programs realize that they are in a leading edge kind of program that is going to really They'll look back on it 20, 30 years from now and think that was great that they had that going in Putnam County Schools. Thank you both for being here. We could talk another hour about this stuff, and we'll get you back in the spring and and do some more of that. That sounds good. Thank you, Dr. Bell, for having us.